We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Hey, let me say something here that I believe will help you probably as much as anything else about your faith and operating in the power of God's Word. Don't ever act on another man's faith. Don't ever go by another man's method unless God has revealed it to you or quickens you to go by that direction. See, don't ever act on somebody else's faith. You're always seeing someone that hears the faith message or they get excited about faith and they go out and they say, well, I heard brother so-and-so gave his old car away and he got a brand new car. I'm going to give this old bomb of mine away, see if I get me a new Cadillac. (laughs) Well, now, the difference there is that God told that fellow to do it. God ministered to him, and he didn't give it away to get a new car. He gave it away to furnish somebody some transportation because God saw a need in another individual's life, and he was willing to be the one that supplied it. So he had faith in it because of God's Word. You see, when God speaks something to you, you release faith in that. You rest assured if God said it, he's going to take care of you. But now you just decide that, bless God, I want to get me a new car, so I'm going to give this old bomb away. You may walk for six months. See, you're trying to act on another man's faith. And you're doing something because you just think it's a thing to do when God mentioned and spoke to that individual. See, it makes a difference when God says something. And I think this is found and borne out very vividly in the story of Peter when he was out fishing and didn't catch anything, you know. So Jesus came along preaching a seminar the next day there by the seaside and they was about to push him off in the sea. And he came to Peter. Peter had his nets all out there washing them, and he said, uh, I want to use your boat to preach in. So he invested his boat in Jesus' ministry. Now, Jesus preaches a seminar, and then he says, Now, Peter, launch out into the deep and let down the nets for a draught. Peter said, But, Lord, we've toiled all night. We've spent all night fishing. We hadn't caught a thing. But he said, Nevertheless. See, he almost missed God's best there. In fact, he did miss God's best, but he entered into part of what God, half of what God had for him. See, Jesus said, let down your nets, plural. And Peter said, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. See, he had a half a notion to do what Jesus said. Now, here's the thing that I wanted to bring out and point it out to you here, is the fact that Peter had been unsuccessful the night before. And due to all common sense, you wouldn't fish that sea in the daytime because it was crystal clear and the fish could see the net. So he's thinking about what Jesus telling him. He said, well, it's not the time to fish. And we've toiled all night. And besides that, we've got our nets cleaned up now. and don't want to get seaweeds on them again. But he said, nevertheless, at thy word. See, now he had Jesus' word for it. The night before, he just decided to go fishing. Didn't catch anything. But now he has the word of Jesus for it. Not only that, he's invested something into Jesus' ministry. And Jesus said, if you give or give up for my sake and the gospels, you'll receive a hundredfold in this lifetime and the world to come eternal rewards. The 10th chapter of Mark. 
So Peter is doing it on the basis of what Jesus said. Not on what he thought or felt like he ought to do, because he really felt like he ought not do that. But he said, nevertheless, it's your word. So you see, it does make a difference when you do something that the words of Jesus, instead of just the words of somebody else, well, I heard that they did that, so I'm going to do it. Now, he let down the net, and he caught so many fish, his net broke. He caught a net breaking, boat sinking, load of fish. But you see, he could have had two nets full of fish. But he didn't do what Jesus said to do. He only did half of it. And that's what I wanted to share with you is the fact that David here didn't take another man's method. He simply stayed with what he knew and had proven. See, what you know about God's Word, act on what you know about God's Word. Don't let people push you out beyond where you're developed to. That's the thing I want you to see. See, they could have pushed him out there with all that armor on him. He couldn't even got his slingshot wound up, much less kill the giant. So, you see, he wasn't depending on the natural circumstance. He knew what could be done with what he had proven. So don't ever just choose another man's method because it was another man's method. Whether it's in building a church or whatever, you listen to God and what God has proven to you and shown you through the Word of God. Now, you notice here that he went out and he did exactly what he said he was going to do. Because of the words he spoke, because of the faith he had in what God had already done and what he knew God to be able to do and what God would do. But notice he proclaimed what God would do before God did it. Now, there's always some people that say, well, now you just never know, though, what God's going to do. Well, if you read the Word of God, you'll know what He's going to do. You see, we need to take what God said for it. So David came forth victorious, not because he depended on man's method, but because he took God's method, or the method that he had proven to be true in his life, And he knew that God would operate through him and do exactly what he had proclaimed because he just simply had faith in God's provision. Now, if we'll act boldly on what we speak or what God speaks to us, we can spark others' faith. And I think this is what you see here. You see, words are alive. God's Word is alive. It's a living substance. But you see, when we speak words, even the words we speak, if Jesus' words, he says, the words I speak are spirit and life, then we are speaking spirit and life through our words, or we could be speaking spirit of fear and death. So we need to realize that if we'll act boldly and speak boldly, now let me just say some things here that might help you in not getting off in an area where you get in trouble. You don't have to always proclaim the things that God's going to do before other people. You see, you're the one that needs to hear it mostly. David needed to hear what he said as much or more than the children of Israel needed to hear it. So he wasn't just saying it for their benefit. He's saying it for his benefit because faith cometh by hearing. God's Word is alive, but if you're going to keep God's Word alive inside you, you've got to continually hear it. And you hear it better when you speak it out of your mouth. Now, that's what he's doing there. And also, we need to realize that it didn't only work in his day, it'll work today. 
Let me give you, for instance, in the Scriptures, two or three of them here. Acts, the third chapter, you'll find that here's Peter and John going down to the gate. And they've just come out of the upper room, you know. Here's Peter, the fellow that before he went to the upper room, got filled with the Holy Ghost, seemed like he couldn't do anything right. (laughs) Everything he did was just kind of a mess, and he needed peppermint-flavored shoes because he always had his foot in his mouth, and, you know, he fished. He fished on the wrong side of the boat, and they run a race to the tomb one time, lost it. But now when he come out of that upper room, after he was filled, baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire, he's a different man, and he was a different man from then on. He and John walked down to the gate, beautiful, and they saw there a man that had been crippled from his mother's womb and asking alms. And he said, Look on us. And he said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. Well, he didn't wait for the old boy to do it. He grabbed him by the hand. And I want you to know that guy came up from there. Now, Here's the thing that will help you if you'll understand this. When you speak boldly God's Word and your faith in God's Word, sometimes it sparks others' faith. Really, what I believe happened here, Peter was so filled with the knowledge of God's Word and the power of that faith within him until he spoke spirit words to that man. I mean, to the depths of the man's spirit. I believe it bypassed that old boy's mind. I believe it went directly into the Spirit. You know, when the anointing of God and the power of God's Word is in you and and abides in you, there is an anointing there that ministers to the hearts or to the spirit of people. They don't just get it in their head. Sometimes their head may miss it altogether, but it gets right in them. And days later, they may be tremendously affected by what was said when they might have thought they didn't even get it. But here's a man that's crippled from his mother's womb. Now, if it hadn't have bypassed his mind, just think for a minute with me. What would have happened if this old boy would have stopped and said, uh, Well, now, wait a minute. I've been this way all my life. What do you mean, rise up and walk? I couldn't walk if I could get up because I don't know how to walk. Never learned to walk. See, you have to learn to balance yourself to walk. And just because you're grown doesn't mean you could walk if you'd never learned to balance yourself. That old boy could have said, why, what do you mean, get up and walk? I can't walk. Can't you see I'm crippled? See, that's the way his head would have thought. But I'm convinced that the power of faith and the anointing of God through Peter was so bold that it sparked that old boy from the inside, ignited him in his spirit, and he just jumped up before he knew he couldn't do it. And it caused him to be healed. And Peter's faith And the anointing in his words lived not only in him, but it was transmitted a spirit of faith into that individual, into his heart, and caused him to rise up. Thank you so much for joining us for Concepts of Faith broadcast. Now, before I leave the broadcast, I'll remind you that our offer this week is book and CD offer number 7513, entitled God's Image of You. 77-page paperback book plus two CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $27. God's image of you. You know, God has an image of you as being the righteousness of God in Christ. 
Now, you may not always look righteous. You may not always feel righteous. You may not always do righteous things. But the Word says you're the righteousness of God in Christ. You need to get that image inside you. Remember the Apostle Paul said, Awake to righteousness and sin not. When you wake up to the fact that you are the righteousness of God in Christ because of what Christ did, not because that you did everything perfect, then you lose the desire to sin because it's the grace of God that makes us perfect in Christ Jesus. It's not our perfection. It's His perfections been imputed to us. Now, in this book, here are the chapter titles. It gives you insight. Seeing yourself as God sees you. Chapter 2, created to have dominion. You need to know you have dominion on this planet. In the image of God is chapter 3. See, we were created in the image of God and His likeness. And God said, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing. So you have dominion in this earth. That's book and CD offer number 7513, entitled God's Image of You. 77-page paperback book plus two CDs at a total of $27. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.